Hello. Oh, hello, Sarah Picaro, the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. Oh my gosh. You know what's, what's cool, but not so cool? That's getting called out. Getting called out when you're like, oof, oof, mmm, why, why, right? And you, you hear and you feel that inner voice inside screaming, why? <laughs> but it's also like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I needed this. I needed this to recalibrate, to reconnect. Uh, because I could feel, I could feel this disconnection. I could feel that there was some separation. And I feel like that's the soul feeling separated from its source from its infinite power source, from God, from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. Again, the flesh starts pulling you one way and the spirit's like, no, let's go this way. And you're feeling that internal battle. (sighs) And you're like, okay, but I follow Jesus. I know the battle is already won. Yeah. Mm, Why does it feel like it isn't though? Why does it feel like it isn't? Because as we have this perception of what it feels like when we believe it is, you see it all as this connection to perception, internal beliefs, conscious beliefs, unconscious beliefs. There's even a term called superconscious, which generally refers to the essence and the potency of the soul. And we're like, what are you talking about? This is some spiritual woo-woo BS. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. And there's a resonance to all of it. There's a resonance to not getting it. And it's a resonance of frustration, confusion, ugh,ness, heaviness, like energy being pulled downward, held down, almost like your head being held underwater. It's incredible. And personal experiences I've had working with people. This has come up a lot. I've trained in hypnosis, rapid transformational therapy, subconscious reprogramming. And that's what I do when I work with people personally and privately. And it's amazing. There's a beautiful weaving of the conscious perspective, the subconscious beliefs, the internal desires, this connection to true, pure potency and source. What's the purpose? What's the reason for it all? And I've had several clients go through that, go back to that, that time in the past where they feel like, why? Why did I live through that? What was I created and designed to learn from that, that experience? And some of them have been like near-death experiences, drowning, wishing they had died, grieving that they didn't feeling the guilt that someone else did, and they're not sure why they didn't, why they couldn't take that person's place because they so loved that person. And if you think about all of it in its essence, it's all a representation of his essence and his energy, potency, vibrancy, and frequency. And I realized this recently, like along this journey, I was going through something personally, and this is the Real Raw Redeemed podcast. So we're going to uh, we're going to get into it. <laughs> we're going to get into the realness, the rawness, the truth of it. I started reading, rereading the Sacred Search 
by Gary Thomas, which is an incredible book about it's not who you marry, but why you marry. And a lot of us desire, especially coming out of emotionally abusive, toxic, narcissistic relationships, desire what we've always ultimately desired and what we all, I believe, ultimately desire. That is to be an, an incredibly fulfilling, healthy relationship. And when we look at what is required to experience that, it's proximity, it's closeness, it's connection, it's alignment, alignment with beliefs, alignment with desires, goals, dreams, the way that we're living, character traits aligned. It doesn't feel good if you're someone who's who's always honest or strives to be honest and values the integrity of honesty and you're with someone who doesn't and isn't. Things feel off. But nothing is ever actually off because you get turned on to what really matters. And, and the entire road of my past and my life led me to this moment. Yours did too. We're no different. We're all the same. Everything we've all gone through from our past has led to the present. And that's the beauty of it all. So in this new relationship, I started rereading the book, The Sacred Search by Gary Thomas, and shared this message that I'm realizing how important it is to see who we are in Christ and what that has to do with being matched with the partner and how immature I am <laughs> in my relationship with him. Big H, capital H. And I share this in a message as much as I love him, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the three in one, one in three, I can see how I've really lacked following him. Today at one of the churches I attend, I, I felt called to go on Saturday. I, I was just wrestling with a lot of things. And every time I wrestle with something, I realize I need to go to the referee to see how he's calling the game, the coach, right? What let's let's dissect and digest the moves that I made that led me to feeling like I didn't win the match, right? It almost felt like a wrestling match as I was wrestling with my thoughts. Like, okay, what would any good person do who, who desires and strives to do better next time and to learn from the last match and take all of that learning into the next match to have a better chance at having a different outcome? And I think we all want a better chance at having a different outcome. And I realized I would review the plays, much like football or baseball or wrestling or basketball, whatever it is, you go back and, and you rewatch and you review View is to look. Re is again. So you look again. You look again at what we did. So I was looking again at what I did. And as I'm reading this book, I'm looking again at what I did. And I'm like, okay, if I'm making the same exact moves at the same exact time, how in the world can I expect a different outcome, the match to go differently? That's the definition of insanity. So I just felt led to have proximity to Jesus. I went to church on Saturday. One of the churches I attend has a Saturday service and they project it, you know, Sunday on the screen and it's more of like a virtual thing. And so then I attend a different church on Sunday because I just like, I like the energy of being live with the people. Just like if you only have a virtual relationship, like a long distance relationship, you're going to have a different experience. 
Proximity matters. Proximity with Jesus matters. We get close to him when we read about him, learn about him, study him, grow with him, pray to him, listen to him. And so at the church I, I attended on Saturday, they talked about being a fan versus a follower. And that didn't hit me until the next morning when I was contemplating and reviewing the plays that I had made in this relationship. And I realized, fuck, I am a huge fan, but a poor follower. I'm a big fan of Jesus, big fan. Like he's my man. And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm fangirl. I'm not the best follower, but I'm a great fan. I follow tons of Instagram accounts, talk about God and Jesus and the Bible verses. I read my Bible every day. I pray to him. All I listen to is worship music. But something about that fan versus follower hit me. And I realized, fuck, I'm a huge fan, but I'm a poor follower. And I shared, I think this has shown up in many of my relationships, including ours. And this had me very infatuated with the idea of it being okay to move quickly and skip the getting to know someone phase appropriately because of my infatuation, my desires, and seeing that them coming true is possible. Oof. That hit me, it hit me hard. And I needed to be hit hard. It was like I was being hit softly and it didn't bother me. It gets your attention when you're hit hard. You know, when you're a little kid growing up and your brother or sister or sibling or friend or whoever it is, little kid on the playground, it taps you, brushes by you, brushes up against you. Don't hit me. I didn't hit you. And you're like, "Eh, whatever. Okay. But when someone hits you, it grabs you. It grabs your attention. There's no not knowing that you were hit when you're hit. But if you're brushed up against, it's like, "Eh, you might not even realize it. And this hit me hard today. Well, that day. And I see how that idolized infatuation has played out in relationships and and just had me skipping a million steps that I shouldn't have. And how skipping those steps and others' stories, when I shared about the experience, validated my own. That it was a good thing to do that. And oh my God, I'm so happy. This is amazing. <sighs> And I realized, wow, the validation of others really plays a part in the story and our perception of it and our experience with it and that it's okay. And when we spend time with Jesus, we realize what's okay is spending time with him. And when we're really a follower and not just a fan, we realize we want to go the way that he's calling us to go. And that matters more than the way that we desire to go. That has a greater weight and much bigger value, like one that we can't even comprehend because it's an internal, emotional, spiritual, energetic frequency and resonance. And it's it's something that sometimes hits you hard because sometimes it has to, because sometimes without that, that hit, for me, it's like a sacral hit. I feel it in my stomach and in my gut. And at this moment, I was feeling it in my chest. 
Like I couldn't even take a full breath. It was wild. My body was keeping the score. My body was connecting with me and communicating with me. I couldn't take a full deep breath without struggling, without questioning what is wrong. My soul knew it was trying to get me to see that I already knew. It was trying to get me to see that I already knew the answer to the questions that I had been asking. You're moving too quickly to get closer to someone that isn't the person you need to be getting that close to. Fuck. Uh, uh. I was like, oh, God. And I felt like he was like, yes, I'm here. <laughs> like, ugh, I know you are. Help me. And so there was some conversation back and forth about that. But I, I said, I hope this makes sense. I've realized how immature I am in my relationship with Christ. I was being a fan and not a follower. And I need to lean into being a follower. And the energy of leaning into is the energy of receiving. Leaning into his presence, his essence, God's presence and God's essence into his words like opening up, I imagine leaning into is getting close to like a Bible being opened and me leaning into getting close to the words and having the, the proximity of the words close to my heart as they go through my eyes into my mind and drop down into my heart. And I imagine one of our pastors says he works it in and we work it out. It comes in when we open up our scripture and we spend time with him and we read his words and the words come in through our eyes and then they filter through our mind and they drop down into our heart. And scripture says the words are written on our heart. And I realized I need some more of those because I need some more guidance. I need more truth. I need to be a follower, not just a fan. Like, Jesus is the man. <sighs> and I wrote, I realize how immature I am in my relationship with Christ and how I need to lean into being a follower, not a fan, if I'm going to have any kind of healthy relationship with another man. With him, big H, capital H, at the center. With him as the cornerstone. And that's my ultimate desire. I ended that message with, I've got some work to do. And then the relationship changed. It was amazing. Acceptance and awareness was presence. An apology. The other person's part for their role. And playing the same role that I was playing realizing this infatuation phase because we both desire the same thing and it's really good to desire the same thing <laughs> said you're definitely right about having others validating the the effect on the situation it was like whoa when you become a follower and not a fan you focus on the man like the man jc the big man upstairs and everything changes you feel more at ease you feel forgiven you feel accepted 
you feel accepting of yourself and where you're at along your journey, the story of it needing to be a different way or you needing to be in a different place dissolves, it drops. You don't even realize you've let go of it because it wasn't you that took it off your shoulders. It was God and his love for you that said, oh, my love, that is not yours to carry. It's like the backpack of weight is removed and you didn't even realize it's gone or that it was taken off, but you do realize the heaviness of its presence isn't there anymore. Like you've still got the backpack as the tool to carry things with you, but you're carrying the way he sees you, his truth about you, not your jaded truth about you. And that's the experience of having Jesus in your heart, in your body, in your mind, in your soul. He's woven through it all. And when you realize, wow, I've been playing the role of fangirl. Oh my God, I just love this person. (laughs) Someone was talking about Taylor Swift yesterday. Girls got a lot of fans. They go cuckoo for cuckoo pups over her. And she created this following. And it's incredible because Jesus also created a following, but not a lot of fans. A lot of people didn't like the man. You read the Bible, you're like, what do you not like about him? He was healing people. He was performing miracles. Bringing dead things back to life again. That's so cool. And they're like, no, no, no. Others wanted that power, that honor, that glory, that ability. They didn't want to honor the one who had it. They wanted to be the one that others honored for having it. Oof. Gosh, and I realized I was that. I was fanning, but not following. And it's okay because the realization of that and the acceptance of that, of what we were declaring truth in that moment, allows us to declare a new truth, that he is the one. He is the one that deserves all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. And through this experience, I was able to give back to him what's rightfully his. All of that, the glory, the honor, the praise, the validation, the recognition. Ugh. No wonder it didn't feel right when I was trying to get it. <laughs> I was trying to get it for myself. So I could be like, I manifested an incredible relationship. <laughs> oh. I had a fun reality check. Because the focus became on myself, my desires, my dreams, my goals, doing it my way and not his way. And it felt amazing to be in a space of having such godly support. Like that's the cool thing when you get involved with your local church. And I believe that's the benefit of the local church is you're surrounded by other people who are just like you, who are perfectly imperfect, who are, who are going in and out of ebbing and flowing through different phases of being a fan and being a follower and, and in support of each other along this journey. So you recognize and you realize that yes, you're with God, but sometimes it's hard to grasp because you're like, you're not with me the way that this person is with me, but I get it. I know you're with me. I trust you and I believe in you. But when you're with other human beings that are going through the very same thing, you're like, Oh, Oh my gosh, we all need him. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the light. 
Let's be followers together. Not just fan people alone because it makes us feel better. And you dive into the truth together. You dive into the word together. You dive into prayer together because where two or more are gathered, watch out. It's about to go down. (laughs) And sometimes when it goes down, you feel like you drop to the ground because it feels like you just got punched with truth. But the cool thing about being punched with truth is it doesn't bruise you. The cool thing about being punched with truth is that it doesn't bruise you. Because it doesn't hurt you. It heals you. And that's what I love about spending every morning with him. With Jesus. In his word. With learning more about who he is. What he's done and his promises and his word, there's nothing like it. There's literally (laughs) nothing like it. And a lot of it is still a big mystery. And I'm like, I don't know, but I trust. I trust you. And I desire to follow you. I am moving towards following you, not just fangirling on you, And being like, hashtag Jesus on Instagram. But actually following. Like my heart following his heart. When he says, follow me, come with me. I am. I'm like, I want some of that I am. I want some truth. I want some light. And he's like, girl, it's yours. Come with me. I'm like, really? Little old me? Like you care about me? And everything that I'm going through. But being in a relationship with him. Following him. It's crazy. Because it feels like you're the only thing that matters to him. It feels like he would drop everything for you. And that's a kind of love. That can't be described. Because in order to describe. You need words. You need language. And it's so much more than just words sentences, paragraphs. It's so much more than that. It's a soul experience, like at a cellular level, like words cannot describe it. Words fall short of the experience of it. I just, I don't know. So I just sing the songs, like I just sing worship songs and I just spend time with him and I'm like, man, you are so good. And it's like, it. my soul needs it now. My soul de- deeply desires now to experience it and who he is. And know what my soul knows, it's all going to be okay. Like when I hear the worship songs, it's all going to be okay. I'm like, oh, thank you for the reminder. Thank you for your words and your truth. It is because I have you. Thank you. And it's just this overwhelming experience of gratitude for everything I've been through. And the returning to him and who he is. So my question for you is, are you a fan or are you a follower? There is a difference. There's a very big one. And I recently got to experience the experience of recognizing 
where I was and deciding and choosing again because I can, because he's given us that ability, the ability to choose. He's not a forceful God. He's a loving God. He's not an abusive God. He won't make you. He extends an invitation to allow you, to allow you to follow him, to let him in. And man, when you choose to, everything moves. Everything moves. All the praying, the rearranging, praying for everything you've prayed to be rearranged for begins to shift, to transform, to transcend, to move, to rise, to elevate. Things are pruned. Things fall away. Things that you said, no, I just need to save this for a rainy day. You know, maybe I'll need this old relationships. You're able to, to cut the cord from them and truly allow your soul to be free from them. The stories that they have about you, the stories that you have about yourself because of your relationship with them. He turns all the lies into truth. And it's like you get to sit, to have, to hold, and be with the truth of you. And that is the truth of him. And it's a pure essence of love and all of its potency. It's not watered down. It's not diluted. And sometimes because of that, it can feel overwhelming. Imagine a really strong drink. <laughs> I used to drink a lot. Like having a double shot versus like a mixed drink where there's barely any alcohol in it. Like a 4% versus an 84%. If you've had a shot of something that's potency is 84%, whoo. I saw some bourbon at Costco the other day and I took a picture of it and sent it to a friend because the, the tagline, it was like a old, old fashioned. I love old fashions. And the tagline was slow and low. And that's something we had been talking about. How much better it is when it's slow and low. When you stay low, when you stay close and you take it slow. There's no reason to rush and feel like you're not good enough. You can't rush relationship. God knows and his timing is perfect and he won't rush things because he knows what that does to our nervous system when things are rushed. You don't need to feel like you're not enough for him or you're not going fast enough for him or getting to know him fast enough or feel like, oh, it's too slow. I went to church once and <gasps> he meets you right where you are. You know the difference between an 84% potency and a 4% potency. Like 4% beer is like, is there any alcohol in this? There's a big difference. You question and you wonder. You need a lot more of those to get the potency of an 84. And a lot more fours to get the potency of an 84. And sometimes you take that 84 shot and it's overwhelming. You're not really meant to have it all at <laughs> one time. That's the beauty of life. The slow and low. You don't want to be blackout, drunk, wasted, woo girl, fan girl. Slow and low. Are you a fan or are you a follower? Spend time with him every day. It doesn't need to be extreme. 
Follow him. Listen to him. Open up your mind, your body, your heart, and soul to listening to him, to hearing from him. That's following him, is opening up to him. Like really spending time with him. So I'm wondering what parts about this resonated with you. If you feel like, well, following Jesus just means being drunk on Jesus and talking about Jesus and Jesus is Jesus is Jesus. Like he's called us to live our lives and, and love living them and just remember, remember him and keep him first, first things first. And when we do that, we're able to live our lives and navigate throughout our lives with so much more ease and joy and peace and grace because we're covered by his grace. I read something today that's like, it's like his grace it's like warm syrup being poured on top of pancakes. Imagine that you're the pancake. You're warm and fluffy, prepared beautifully for someone who's hungry. And you can't wait. Oh, they're so good. Especially mama's blueberry pancakes. God's grace is like the warm maple syrup. True, pure maple syrup. Not that fake shit from the dollar store. That's like, meh. Maple flavored. Naturally. You're like, I question that. <laughs> It's like true, pure, warm maple syrup being poured over you, over your life, your body, your mind, your heart, your soul. Ooh, that's following Jesus is feeling the warmth of his grace being poured over you, just like that syrup. So I invite you to, if you feel like you've been fanning it and not following him, invite him in today and ask him to help you make a change. Just say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. I'm ready to follow you. Thank you. I love you. I'll see you guys soon.